0: We're, we're so glad that you're here today, and um, thank you so much for being here. I think you made a great decision um, today because we're starting a brand new series called <clears throat> How to Change Your Life. But can we, um, can we just be real about the new year? Let's just get brutally honest about the new year. Um, we, we know all of us have ideas about things that we'd like to change, um, changes we'd like to make, progress we'd like to see. I'm at the beginning of the year, and most everybody I know has some form uh, of a a resolution about making some kind of new progress, new change in their lives. Most everybody does that. For some of us, it's weight loss. Others of us, it's fitness. Some of us want to make better financial decisions and improve our our finances or or strengthen relationships. Like, whatever the thing is, um, most of us have some idea of making 2018 better than 2017 isn't that just true right how many of you just another moment of honesty here would say I didn't like 2017 at all it stank altogether." raise your hands okay several of you for, for me it was 2016 <clears throat> like I could not wait to get it over with because it was terrible and anybody know what I'm saying you're just like I know it's just a change of date but I, I feel like I get a fresh start <clears throat> so most of us have that and some of us have formally written that down as goals Others of us have just told our friends or our spouses or whomever, uh, people that are close to us, hey, this is what I want to do. Could you kind of hold me accountable to this? Others have just sort of made a, a mental assent that this is what I'm gonna do this year. This is what I'm gonna change. But but here here's the real truth. Most of us haven't been very successful with these commitments, these resolutions, or whatever you're calling them these days. That's just true, isn't it, right? Come on, somebody, you're just not. If it were true... Um, like those of you who are like 40 years old, you would have already fixed everything that's wrong in your life. Come on, right now, by four, you have 40 tries to get it right. You know, 35, 37 years old, like you should have gotten it all right. Right? We're just not very good at it. And 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 the question is, why? Why are we not very good at at, at this stuff? Why is it that year after year um, we end up with many fighting the same battles, many of the same battles? Year in, year out, we've just not been able to overcome or get this stuff right. Why, why is that? And then that's the question that I want to tackle today. Um, and then in this series, I want us to think about the things that it actually takes to make change a trend in, in our world, like in our lives. Like it, it's the trend, not the, the abnormal thing. To actually change and then keep the change. Look at somebody and say, keep the change. The first service was a lot louder than that. I'm just going to. It's gonna put a little pressure on you, all right. Keep the change. Now, let's be honest though. Changing behaviors is hard. Am I right? Come on, somebody, give me with that, right? If those of you who are trying to lose weight right now, you're already miserable, and it's only like seven days in. You're starving at all times. You have a lust for all sorts of food products right now that you can't have. Change is hard. Period. And, And here's why we get wired up to. Certain behavior patterns, and then this is actually science. Your brain gets stuck in a groove, and there are they call them pathways, neural pathways that takes concerted, conscious, and consistent effort to change. And even when you do manage to change for a few days or weeks or months, it's real easy to slip back into those old patterns. Am I right? You've all found this out. The good news is that we know through the latest neuroscience and by the way we're going to get to some scriptures here in just a minute hang with me for a little bit there's like hey you haven't read a verse yet hang on i'm going to get there i promise we know that our brains are plastic not like literally plastic where hey you just melted my brain for real you know but but but, but what it means is that you can create new neural neural pathways which allows you to create change new patterns new behaviors that actually stick over time You can find a new groove, so to speak, like Stella got her groove. Anybody know what I'm saying on this? Like, I don't know what that movie's about, so don't Google it. Don't go look it up. I just know that that's this thing, all right? Anyways, but it takes work, right? And sometimes it takes a lot of work, and it takes time, and that's the issue, isn't it, right? That's the issue about change. John Maxwell says that most people have uphill hopes but downhill habits. Think about it. They have uphill hopes, but they have coast downhill habits. They they have big mountaintop dreams and and hopes, but as good as hope is, it's not an actual strategy for getting things done. It's fuel for the fire, but it doesn't get you to the top of the mountain. The reason that many of us year after year fight the same battles and are trying to do the same things we tried to do last year is because of the second half of Maxwell's saying, we have downhill habits. And we all know how how important habits are to our lives and how we behave. A couple of quotes around that here. Um, We are what we repeatedly do. Let me say that again. We are what we repeatedly do. That's Will Durant, by the way. Then, Then the next one is, we first form our habits, and then our habits, what? They form us. Habits are powerful. Pathways are powerful. So, so many times, our current habits, our current patterns are not going to get us to the top of the mountain that we want to go The change we want to see. We're going, how do I change my life? Well, listen, the current patterns, the current behaviors, the current realities, the current pathways are not going to get us to the top of the mountain, no matter how good our intentions, no matter how strongly we wish for them. Um, We won't climb to the top unless we change tactics, right? Several years ago, I heard a message uh, by a pastor named Andy Stanley And then he actually has a book around it as well, uh, if you want to check it out, called The Principle of the Path. And it made such an an indelible impression in my life, in my mind, about how things are done, about how things don't get done. I just want to share with you the principle and then sort of my take on it. Um, The the path principle is this. Direction determines destination. Direction determines destination. Destination. So then, direction, not intentions, not hopes, not dreams, not well wishes. Direction determines direction. Now, if you tell me, hey, Danny, tomorrow it's gonna be a little warmer, so I'm taking my crew down to the beach. We're gonna go down to Corpus, or we're gonna go down to South Padre, and we're gonna jump on 35 North, and we're gonna head right over there. I'm gonna tell you something. You ain't getting to the beach. Not that beach, anyway. You might find some other beach along the way, but you ain't getting to that beach. You're not getting to Corpus Christi going 35 north. You might get to New Braunfels. You might get to Austin, Dallas, and then beyond. You might go to Arkansas. God help you if you do. You know what I'm saying? Just kidding. Arkansas is awesome. If you're from Arkansas or know people who are, it's got stuff, you know, things, water, hot water springs and whatnot. Um, but listen, you're not, I don't care how hard you try. If you take 35 north, you're not going to the beach. Not, not North Corpus Christi Beach anyways. And see, we all get that fundamentally, like, oh, yeah, of course we're not. If we go 35 North, we're not going to Corpus, right? Because 35 North does not take you to Corpus. It has destinations along the way, but Corpus isn't one of them. Like, we get that when it comes to driving, except men, right, except for us guys. Uh, We get it when it comes to hiking. But for, for whatever reason, we can't grasp this principle when it comes to other areas of our lives. When it comes to our money, how we manage it, how we think about it. Our, our, our relationships, our marriages if you're married, our, our, our moral standards, our educational pursuits, our health, and, and most importantly, our spiritual growth. There's this huge disconnect between the principle of the path and how we actually operate our lives. We have this disconnect largely because our culture tells us, man, as long as your heart is good, as long as your intentions are right, you'll eventually get where you want to go. But that's not true at all. That's not true at all. And a lot of us have found this out the hard way. And so then we wonder after some time where we've arrived at a place that we didn't wanna be at or we didn't expect to be like where I'm 35 now, I never thought I'd be here. Like we wonder, how did I arrive here? It's because most of the time, not always, but most of the time it's because of the path that we chose to take. Because direction, not intention, determines direction. Truth is, is we've all had people in our lives friends, co-workers, our kids, our, our brothers, our sisters, who are frustrated over where their life is. And they're telling us about how disappointed they are and how frustrated they are with their life. And they're like, man, I, I never dreamed I'd get here. And yet, while they're speaking, you can't help but thinking, of course you're where you are. You know what? You're a failure. You know what I'm saying? You don't say that out loud. But you're thinking in your, in your brain, listen, of course the end result of that relationship, you married a loser, or you, you're you dating a scumbag. Of course that's how it was going to go. Like, and you can, like, come on, somebody. You can see that. Everybody can see it coming, but the person who's got it coming. Like, like and, they're, and they're like, um, they're like, man, I, I can't believe I haven't lost weight yet. And you're like, yeah, it's because you never exercise and you eat ding-dongs and ho-hos and, and, and Twinkies all the time. Ho hos are a chocolate disc. After I'm not going gangsta on you. You know what I'm saying? Just, I think it's a thing. Ho hos. Um, anyways, anybody with me on ho hos? You know what I'm saying? All right. Just, just clearing this, clearing the air here. Because I said it in the first service and I didn't mean to, and I said it again. So I got to clear the air, right? Right. You, you can see, like, dude. Of course you. Of course you're miserably unhappy with your health. Look, look what you eat. Look what you do. Right. And everybody can see that coming uh, in, some, in some other person. It's amazing. We, we get it when it comes to other people's lives, but when it comes to our own lives, we miss this principle and we get stuck in our own patterns, which are obvious to other people, but not to us. Looking only at the present, dealing only with, man, this is what feels right for right now, and not thinking about where does this pathway lead? Where is this going? Right? And, and we see... The contrast all around us between people all around us who are miserable or are struggling or are in, in places they didn't want to end up and we're like, of course you ended up there, but we miss it in our own lives. And, and then we see people who get angry or depressed or frustrated because they're stuck in ruts because they're not where they wanted to be or hoped to be, and, and why? Because they thought my intentions, my hopes, my dreams will win out over the actual decisions I make on a daily basis, but they don't, man. They never do. But again, it's the direction we choose, not our hopes, not our dreams, not our best intentions, that will determine our destination every single time. Every path has a destination. Every path has a destination. Would you say it with me? Every path has a destination, right? And you need to know that. Because it's destination, our direction rather, that dictates destination. And for so many of us, year after year, we're coming up on a new year and we're fighting the same battles because there's this huge disconnect between our intentions and the actual path we're walking on, the actual decisions we're making daily. Let me share with you a couple of examples of the disconnects that I hear and see from time to time, some of which I've been guilty of in my own life. See if you can identify them. And I'm gonna step on some toes, so just get ready. Put on your hard toe boots, all right, your steel toe boots, because we're gonna step on your toes. Everybody's toes, all right? Here we go. Like, I wanna be married to this great, godly, Christian guy, so I'm gonna go out with any guy I see that's hot. That's a pathway, and it has a destination. Ladies, can I get an amen on this? Can you help me out? Only four of you did it, but that's all right. You're on the wrong path, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. Like, 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 I want, I want our family to be close-knit and tight, like like everybody on the same page, where we're all looking forward to hanging out on the weekends or on the week, uh, uh, weekdays, and, but I'm gonna work all the time. Pathway trumps intention every time, every time. I, I wanna lose weight, but it's the week, weekend, so hashtag Monday, I'm gonna start on Monday. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Anybody with me? And then it's a pathway because hashtag Monday becomes every other week, right? Come on, hashtag Monday. It's the weekend, right? The weekend's more than just a dude that sings. It's a time where we just eat wrong and do things wrong. It's a pathway. I I want my kids to respect me when they grow up, but I'm going to cheat on my spouse. I want to grow old and and, and spend time with my grandkids, but I'm going to neglect my health. I want to have a rich, meaningful marriage one day so I'm gonna sleep around with other people before I get married. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Just leave that hanging for a minute. I want my children to be brought up with the same Christian values that I grew up with so we're just gonna keep skipping church on Sundays. I want to lose weight so, but today, supersize that, would you? Come on, somebody. Some of you guys are so bitter about lunch now you're like, I can't do that now. I don't want to live with financial pressure, so I'm going to live beyond my means. I want to be a generous, giving person, but I'm going to spend all my money on me. I want to know God, but I don't really want to have a devotional life. You see, somehow we think we're going to be an exception to this principle of the path. Like that we're going to somehow rise above the principle of the path despite our, intention, our, 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 our actions. But many people have traveled down these same paths and they'll tell you it ends up in the same place every single time. It's all about here's where I wanna go, but here's what I actually do, and and, and there's a disconnect. And then we're frustrated and we're gone, why is it every year I'm having to do the same stuff over and over again? You have to ask yourself about your parental path, your financial path, your moral path, your spiritual path, your health path. Where does it go? Where does this path lead? And is this the reason why I'm not getting where I wanna go? So if you're gonna have different results this year, from other years, it's because you're going to get on the right path at the beginning of the year. And as we've already said, change is tough, man, it's hard. But anything worth doing, or anything worth having, those of you who've lived for a while, you'll agree with me on this, is uphill. It's uphill. The good stuff, it's uphill. You gotta climb, you gotta grind, you gotta work. It doesn't just fall into your lap, it's uphill. It's challenging. It takes discipline. But again, everything worthwhile is uphill. And many of us have uphill dreams and downhill habits, and somehow we got to flip that around if we're going to see God do what God wants to do in our lives. And here's the thing that gives me comfort because I got some stuff to do, man. I got some paths to change. Is that God wants to help you? You hear me? God wants to help you in this. He doesn't leave you stranded or alone and say, eh, hey, figure it out yourself, kid. You know what I'm saying? He wants to help you, and we're gonna take a journey as a church starting today. We're taking a journey to to have a great year. Why not? Why why can't we have a great year? Why can't all of us have a great year? Let's move forward, man. Let's take some ground together as a church, as individuals in our families. Let's take ground. What we're all about as a church is helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. That's, That's like fundamentally, that's who we are. Where, where, where I am to where God wants me to be. And that's for everybody, myself included. I'm here, God wants me to be here. How do we take the journey? How do we do it together? And so we're just encouraging you, uh, you at the outset of this year, give us a year to do the stuff that we do around here. Like, jump into what we do. Man, attend growth track. Today, right after this service, 1245, right over here, there's a building, we do growth track. It's a, it's a catalyst for you getting on the right path. It, You'll you learn some stuff about yourself. You'll learn how to get plugged in, how to get some stuff in your life that are right path oriented. It's, a, it's not the be all, end all. But it is a catalyst, right? Jump in, join a small group. We call them life groups. We're gonna start them in about a month. Man, if you've never led a group and you think, man, I need to do that, lead a group, get involved. We're gonna teach you how to do that at Growth Track, right? Do it. Man, jump on the dream team. The people who make this thing go around here, jump on that team, they're incredible people. You'll make friends, you'll learn people's names. Instead of just coming and going every week, you'll actually know people and people will know you. I know that's new, right, for everybody, like I don't know if I wanna do that. Trust me, you do, you wanna know people, you want people to know you, you want people to miss you when you're gone, right? You want people to know that you're sick, you want people to be praying for you. That's what the body of Christ looks like. Do the stuff we do, give us a year. See if it will not change your life if you're consistent with it this time next year. So three things, if you're going to get on the right path, three things that you're going to need to take for the journey. Number one is you're going to need what we've already been talking about. You're going to need hope. Hope for the future. you got to have some hope around this that this can actually change, that God can do something new in your life. Now here's the thing. Some of you would say, man... You know, you don't you don't know where we're at right now, where my family's at, where I'm at right now. You don't know the challenges. You don't know the struggles of my life, how hard things have been. Like, over the last two or three or four months, you don't know how little hope I've had based on what's been happening in my life. Like, l- let me tell you something. I wanna give you a phrase that I think will resonate with you, but before I give it to you, I wanna just tell you a story. This is from John's Gospel. Jesus is... um. Doing ministry, doing life one day, and he's thirsty, so he goes to this well to get some water. And there's this woman at the well. Those of you who are familiar with the Bible, you know this story. And he starts to talk to her, and she's a little taken back by it because there was a gender barrier there. Like men in this culture did not speak to women, especially strange women in public, just wasn't done. And she was a Samaritan, and he was a Jew. And Samaritan and Jews didn't talk to each other either. So there was this multi-barrier thing going on here. But Jesus talks to her. And they start talking about water. And they start talking about this woman's life. And she's like, I'm not married. And he's like, yes, right, because you've had five husbands. And the guy you're living with now is not your husband at all. So this lady had some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just like all of us do, she had some stuff. And they start talking about water and about worship. And then Jesus says to her in John 4.10, look at this with me if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, if you knew, if you only knew who it is that you're talking to, you would be asking me for a drink and I would give you fresh, living water. Like, if you only knew what God can do. Like, like for those of you who are here today and maybe you don't have a lot of hope about changing new th- these things that you, you dream about, For whatever reason, you don't have much hope around it. If you only knew, like as a pastor, I get to know a lot of the before and after stuff of people's lives in this this congregation right here. If you only knew the stories of some people in this room right now, it would give you hope about what God can do with a surrendered life. If you only knew the generosity of our God, if you only knew how much he loves you and how much he wants to bless your life and help you get where you wanna go, if you only knew The generosity of our God, that he's for you, that he's not against you, that he wants to help you. You know, there's this passage, famous passage of scripture in the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 29 and 11, and it's written written to the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. But it's written to them in a time where they were a slave nation. They were enslaved by other nations. And it was written to the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah wrote it down and, and quote, and what God had told him to say. And here's what God says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. And to give you what? Hope and what? A future. This is the heart of God towards you. If you only knew the generosity of God. If you only knew who I am. Some of you are like the Israelites. You were you were, you were were enslaved by something this morning, right? You're stuck. You found yourself trapped in some pattern, some lifestyle that doesn't honor God and has you living less than your best. But you need to know that you're in the presence of a God this morning who sees you where you're at. And he's not pointing a finger at you. He's saying, listen, I have life for you. I have new, fresh, living water. If you only knew the plans I have for you. If you only knew so you're going to need some hope for this journey and second you're going to need some repentance from the past now, now here's the thing about repentance when people hear the word repentance they think of negative things they think if you got to fall down on your knees and weep and wail but but you know what repentance is fundamentally repentance is i'm going this way and i realize it's the wrong way and what i stop and i turn around that's it I'm going this way, and I realize this is the wrong path, and I stop, and I go, this is not right, and I turn around, and I say, God, I don't want to walk this path anymore. I want you to lead and guide me. I want your spirit to lead and guide me. I want to go from where I am, I'm in the wrong place, to where you want me to go, so I repent, so I stop. And some of us need to just stop and think about the behaviors, the things that we're involved with and go, man, I don't want this to be part of my life anymore. Like, I, I don't... What, what's that thing? And this is what I want to encourage you to do today. The sort of takeaway from today is what is the thing that I'm doing? What is the thing that I'm involved in? I just need to stop. Back up. Turn around. It's a U-turn. We need a course correction. We're, the principle of the path is at work in our lives. We're heading down to the wrong destination because of the path we're on. So we stop, we turn, we course correct. And some of us, we just want to stop at the hope thing. Like I want to hope that God will fix me and change everything for me. And he will, but listen to me, there's some you involved in this. There's some you involved in this. You've got to stop you got to turn around. Many of you have been part of either 12-step programs or recovery programs, and so you may be familiar with this little story, famous little story. It's called My Life in Five Chapters. Here's how it goes. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm again in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in the hole. It's a habit now. But my eyes are opened. I know where I am. It's my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five, I walk down another street. Come on, somebody. That's good, right? I'm not gonna go down that path anymore, right? Some of you can relate to this little story because it's your story. At least the first few chapters, we're still walking down the same path, falling down into the same holes, and we're so broken or frustrated or or angry or overwhelmed or frustrated right, by by where we're at. Or we're, we're walking down the same path hoping to avoid the same traps but getting real close to the hole. Like, ah, I can handle it. I can get real close to it. No, 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 stop. Turn around. Walk the other way. Walk down a different path. Like, it's the principle of the path. Direction determines destination every time we have to course correct. The Apostle Paul writes in, in Philippians chapter three, and many of you have heard this. He says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. One thing I do, in other words, he's saying, hey, I hadn't arrived yet either. I got some stuff, some course corrections too. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and what? Straining towards what is ahead. There's something better uphead, uh, up ahead. I've got to move on from my past. I've got to get off of that path. And I've got to look a- ahead. And look at the word. I've got to strain. Can't get lazy. Can't get apathetic. Uh, wh- what's ahead? is uphill. What is good that's out there in front of you, it's uphill. You have to know that. So I'm inviting you as a a group of people to join me on the right path. It's an uphill path. It's gonna take some challenge, some work, but it's the right path. The the third thing that you need for the journey is you need some new habits Or, or, or you need some new pathways. You need some new behaviors, right? And the first one, and I think it's the most important one, that I wanna to suggest to you, and it's the only one I'm gonna to say today, we're gonna to deal with these the rest of the time we're in this series, is you need to put God first. Any amens on that one, put, put God first, yeah. This is, by the way, how you get on the right path, I don't care what your pathway is, this is where you start, right here, it starts here. Because if God isn't first in your life, the scriptures are very clear about this, he's not really in your life. I know that's hard. I know that's really hard to hear. He, the Bible says that God will not take another place than first in your life. God on your list, but but not first on your list isn't God on your list at all. And, 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 and let me say this again: He will not take another place on your life. You, you know why he has the right to feel this way? John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave his first. God gave his best. And he's saying, hey, in return, your response, your reasonable response is to do the same thing. God ransomed his life for ours. And the one thing I expect in return is, is I'm first. Matter of fact, I want you to look at the first four words of your Bible. I want you to think about it under these terms. In the beginning, what? God. Not, not you, not your spouse, not your jobs, not your careers. Like, none of that was happening. It was God first. In the beginning, before there was a world, God. Like, what if we looked at our lives through that lens? It, it, at the beginning of my year, God. At the beginning of my month, God. At the beginning of my week, God, at the beginning of this day, God. Every part of my life wired up in the beginning, at the beginning, God, first. Matter of fact, if you look at the 10 commandments, the first one is, hey, you will not have any other gods before me. And that word gods, we're thinking, well, I don't have any other gods. No, but it can mean loves and passions. Nothing wrong with loves, nothing wrong with passions. You're wired up for them. But any loves and any passions before God, he would call that idolatry. Am I stepped on your toes yet? Let me keep working at it. All right, let me just see. I wanna make sure I get everybody. So, kidding. kidding. So, so when we start about how to change our lives, It starts there, and it can change everything. In the beginning, God, and some of you will understand, will think, that's what I'm already doing. No, 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 examine your life. Is God the hub, or is he just a spoke on the wheel around the hub, which is you? Come on, somebody, think about it. So so what does that look like, practically speaking, to put God first? Give God the first of everything. Some of you are already starting to go, oh, man, he's talking about money. All right, here we go. I'm actually not. I'm actually not, but money's on the list. But I would say that money is not at the top of the list, not in any stretch in form. Of, God wants much more than that, right? Matter of fact, one of the key teachings from the book of the Old Testament about, about the, the tithe, about money, says this Leviticus 27:30 A tithe of what? Everything, right? A tithe of everything, my my, my, my my time, my thoughts, my skills, my energy, my talents, my resources. God's saying I want part of all of it and I want it first. And I've, by the way, I've earned the right to this is what he's saying. Matter of fact, look at the tithe again. Deuteronomy 14, 23 from the Living Bible. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God in first place in your life. So when you're thinking about money, get get, get off that for a minute. The whole point is to put, to put, to put, put, so I want to give God the first of my year. 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're starting it today, the 7th through the 27th. We do this every year, and we're doing this simply to declare, God, you are first place in our lives and in our church. Listen, if we don't put God first, you know what we're saying to God? I got this. Listen to me. I got this. Like, you do your thing, God. like, manage the world, but I got mine. I got my stuff, I'll punch my clock on Sundays, I'll come punch it so me and you will be cool, but after that, I got it. That's what we're saying when we don't put God first. Let me tell you something. I can't handle 2018 on my own. I need God to be first in the largest sense of that word. I know my limitations, and I know that 2018 is going to need more from me than I can give it in my marriage, in my finances, in my leadership, in my parenting. So I'm starting out this year with 21 days of prayer and fasting, declaring, God, you are first in my life. The first of the year is yours, and I'm gonna trust you to bless the rest of it. That's what it's always been about. God, I will trust you with the first, and I'm gonna trust you to bless the rest of it. So we're going to pray together. And, and we have out in the, in the lobby, in the lobby we have these little Pray First guides. These are little prayer books. And, you, and they're just, if you don't, you're like, I don't really know how to pray. Man, there's some incredible uh, devotions and prayer, prayer uh, like, I don't know, formats that you can use. And, man, I have this, and I've been having these for years. And I have mine right underneath on, on my the top of my, uh, my counter in my office, and, and man, that thing's all torn up and weathered because I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God wants to do great things when we give him our first, and so pick one of those up out there in the lobby today on your way out, and then those of you who might consider fasting, maybe you've never fasted, maybe you've only fasted before you were gonna give blood that day or draw blood, you know what I'm saying? How many of you know that you're already starving by 6.30 in the morning on that day? Is it just me, right? You're just starving to death and you can't, you're dreaming about food, and you're like, my appointment's not till nine, I'm gonna starve before then. Just me? All right, I see how it is. But fasting is an important spiritual discipline. So if you don't know more much about it, go to lifepointsa.com backslash 21 days. And we have a ton of resources that we've got there for you. But let me just tell you a few things that you'll see there. There's a complete fast, where you're like, you don't need anything. Water, juice only. Some folks may do that you do it for 21 days we're going to give you a special medal at the end of it all right if you decide to do it a lot of people do it a lot of people do it talk to your doctor make sure that you're medically ready to do that i'm not because i have to take meds and if i take meds without food i'll pass out anyways that's a whole other thing that's a complete fast and secondly is a selective fast where you're like there's only going to be certain parts of this that are going to be part of my diet so for me that's the daniel fast that's what i do 21 days of, of the book of Daniel, there's uh, Daniel, he, he does a, a specific fast and he does it kind of as a contest against the, 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 the sort of pagans that were saying, no, no, you gotta do it this way. And he's like, no, I'll eat this way and I'll be healthier than you at the end of it. And he was. So they've a lot of people have adopted this and we have all kinds of material for that. You can go to daniel-fast.com. You'll find recipes, the plan. You can figure it out. You can figure it out real quick. daniel-fast.com. Check it out. That's what a lot of us are gonna do. Some of us will just say, you know what? I'm gonna just eliminate. I love Big Red more than any other drink in the world and I'm not gonna drink Big Red for 21 days or I'm not gonna drink Dr. Pepper and that's my favorite drink or I'm not gonna drink sweet tea or I'm not gonna drink tea at all, like whatever it is. What we're challenging you to do is to do something. God, you're first. God, you're first. God, not me, you are. And then there's partial fasts where you're like, I'm just not going to eat breakfast for the next 21 days, or I'm not going to eat lunch for the next 21 days, or I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm sun up to sundown, which is a Jewish tradition. I'm not going to eat f- food from from breakfast to dinner. I'm going to wait till dark. I'm going to eat. Thankful, thankfully, it gets dark at like six. Praise Jesus. Everybody eating dinner. I'll Usually, eat at eight, eating at six, five fifty nine and three thirteen seconds. And then there's a soul fast where you're not focused necessarily on food. You're focused on what goes into your soul right so you fast media like you're not gonna binge on whatever on Netflix you're not gonna watch certain movies cause you're not, you know it's not really good for your soul or you're gonna fast social media some of you gotta shake like right immediately when I said that cause you're, you're on social media right now I see you don't, don't think I can't see that I see you I know who you are I got a witness in my spirit Like, some of you do it at the traffic light. Man, stop doing that, man, because I'm waiting to go, right? I'm sitting at the traffic light, and the the light turns green, and I'm the guy. I want to get through the light first. I don't know why. I got a problem, but I want to do this. But, like, you are looking at your phone, and I'm going to count to one, two, three, and then I'm going to blast you. Just FYI, I'm going to blast you. Come on. You guys with me on this? I need some solidarity around this. Shouldn't be looking at your phones while you're driving. People die from it. Fast that. Okay, start there it'll be better for all of us even if it's not good for you amen everybody persi- participate do something it's a pathway and pathways the wrong ones lead you to down bad roads but guess what the good ones they lead you to the top of the mountain they lead you to the top of the mountain so the first of my year the first of my month that looks like scheduling for me I'm making sure that God is first in my schedule that I have God written into my schedule church etc and it also looks like my family, making sure that God, God first is represented in my family, that I'm spending time with my family, that I'm dating my wife, that I'm hanging out with my wife, not apart from my kids. All right, some of you, you, you gasp at that idea. It's great for your marriage if you're married. Like, get away from your kids for 12 seconds. You'll, it'll be so good for them and you. They'll cry and they'll get over it, man, move along. It's good for them to cry. It stretches their lungs and stuff. First of my week... So then those of you who made it today, you're already getting it right. Come on, somebody. You're you're, you're where you should be on the first of the week. And I'm going to challenge you this year to get this part right. How would your life be better if you just made church a priority? It's not about me. It's not about what you hear. It's about the idea of saying, God, I'm going to church on Sunday because that's the first part of the week and I'm giving it to you. And I'm going to worship and I'm going to rest. Some of you, you need to learn Sabbath today. You don't need to go do a bunch of crazy stuff. Just go take a nap. That's good, man. Eat a good meal. Vegetarian, if you're doing the Daniel fast, come on, somebody. But go eat a good meal. Spend time with your family and take a nap. That's worship. You didn't know that. Now, if you do it Monday through Friday, that's not worship. That's a whole, you're lazy. <laughs> i kidding. You may work at night. I don't know. It's probably, probably good. First of the week. First of my day. Like, you start off the day, you roll out of the sack, and you're like, God, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. And you start there. This is the day that you've made. God, I pray that this day... Would, be, I would would honor you with my life today. God, what do you want me to do today? You start there. And listen, if you can make it a habit to get your God time in, right then and there, it'll change your life. It'll change your day. It'll change, it, like, if not right there because you got kids and stuff, as soon as possible. Right? First and best part of the day. Right then, right there. And look, here's how, those of you who are like, I don't know how to have a God time. Like, let, Let's just say you could do 15 minutes. And listen to me. Every one of you can find 15 minutes in your day. Don't don't say you can't. Don't say you're too busy. You find 15 minutes to do all kinds. You spend 15 minutes at the traffic light stopping me from going, looking at social media. That's why I blast you, man. I'll blast you. If I could shoot things at you, I'd do that too, but I'd get in trouble. So, first five minutes, I'm in the Word of God. You get out your phone, you get out your iPad, whatever kind of device you have, you download the Bible app. There's a thousand plans on there. Right now I'm reading one about the Holy Spirit. Right now I'm reading another one called How to Change Your Life. And it's fantastic, by the way. That's, that, that one's a lot of them are like, eh, it's alright. That one's amazing. I don't know, I don't think it's called How to Change Your Life. It's like something about changing your life, whatever it's called. Fantastic. Five minutes you start there. The next five minutes put on a song. Put on a beautiful song that, 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 that elevates and changes the atmosphere. Like the song we sang a little bit ago. What a beautiful name it is. Man, sing that out. I don't care if you can sing or not. Sing that out. Man, I'm telling you, you'll go from bitter when you woke up to better right away. You'll go from bitter to better right away, right away. It'll change the atmosphere. It'll change your day. And then spend five minutes praying about stuff. Get that book out and pray through the Lord's Prayer. It's just lit- literally literally laid out for you. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Five minutes and see if you do this consistently how your year is different. It's a right path. You gotta get on the right path. If you wanna get to the right places, start with God first. Amen, somebody? Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you so very much. For what you're doing in our hearts for what you're doing in our lives god this is the day that the lord has made this is the day that we're going to start by changing some things about how we live our lives today we're going to get on the right paths god convict us for those of us who are on the wrong paths when it comes to our health or our finances or our marriages or our relationships or our parenting convict us so that we'll stop so that we'll turn around help us to get on the right path i pray in jesus name Here's the wrap up. Here's the summation. Here's the 12 steps that you need to change your life. You need to know where you are. What do you need to change? Number 2, you need to have, you have to get You have to know where you wanna go. You gotta have a vision for your life, a clear picture of what you wanna do for your life. Number three, you have to get on the right path that leads you to where you wanna be. Number four, you can't get sidetracked along the way, right? Number five, it's hard work. Number six, you're gonna wanna quit. But that's, number seven, that's been your pattern. Number eight, if you don't fight this fight now, you'll end up fighting it again next year and the year after that. Number nine, don't quit. Number 10, don't get overwhelmed. Number 11, just do the right thing, the the next right thing day after day, small steps. Number 12, don't quit. And if you fall down, If you make a mistake, get up, quick as possible. Get up and get right back on the right path. Amen, somebody? God bless you. Have a great day.